In this episode of Locked On Capitals, it's been a few days since free agency, so let's reflect on the moves that the Washington Capitals made and the moves that Brian McClellan made. I think it's important to give credit where credit's due, and I give Brian McClellan an A-plus mark for the moves that he made. Let's talk about some of those moves next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form. So head on over to YouTube and check that out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the video, make sure and hit the thumbs up button. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So in this edition, like I let off the show, we are going to talk about the moves that the Washington Capitals made. You know, and I think that I have to give Brian McClellan his due. You know, if he's taking the arrows, then he's got to take the applause as well. And I think that, you know, he did everything according to the script. If I'm going to give him a grade, I'm going to grade him A+. He saw an issue in net. He picked up big net minders. He saw that we had a hole at second line center. He addressed that. He saw that we had an issue at right wing on the top line. Addressed that. Plus, he added some depth players in the mix. So, Ultimately, A++, Brian McClellan, uh, at the job that you did. And I'm giving you full credit because you did an excellent job. And just to start off the show, let's talk about the biggest pickup uh, on free agency. And I think that that's safe to say it was picking up Darcy Kemper. Yes, you know, Brian McClellan really swung for the fences and he connected with a bomb Picking Darcy Kemper, he was the goalie that everyone wanted. And guess what? He is now a Washington Capitals. And, you know, to a lot of people around the NHL, they were like, really, Darcy Kemper on the Washington Capitals? Why not the Caps, if you look at it? Stanley Cup winners, the perennially always go to the playoffs. I think just a really good option. In 57 games for Colorado in 21-22, Kemper went 37-12-4 with a .921 save percentage and a 2.54 goals against. He then posted a 10-4 record and a .902 save percentage in route to the Cup. He has had a save percentage of 0.915 all but four times in his 10-year career. So, like I say, I don't think that the Capitals could have asked for anything more in their starting goalie. If you take a look at this last season, what was the number one issue? Netminding. Sam Sonoff, Vanacek equaled inconsistency the entire season. So, what did he do? He picked up Stanley Cup winner Darcy Kemper. I just gave you his stats there. I don't think you could ask for anything more but he wasn't done there yet. He, he didn't end up just settling, shall we say, for an AHL netminder. He went out and signed Charlie Lindgren, which, yes, he did spend some time 
in the AHL, but he is poised to be Darcy Kemper's backup. And, uh, you know, the games that he did play in the NHL, he played well, and he was one of the best goalies uh, in the AHL last season. So I don't think that you could ask for anything more, subtract Vanacek, and Samsonov, add Kemper and Lindgren. I think it's a winning comp- uh, combination. And, uh, you know, I think that ultimately Kemper is going to be the one that carries the bulk of the mail uh, in this story in Washington hockey. Now, the quote was, I think this is a team that can win it. That's always a lot of fun to be part of it. Really looking forward to get started. Kemper said, it's going to be a short summer, but I can't wait to get down there and meet the guys. And, um, you know, there are some concerns about Darcy Kemper, you know, the book and, you know, my take on it is that it's all a bonus, but there are some health concerns with Darcy Kemper. Um, if you've paid attention to him this past season, he had some issues with his eyes where he actually had to miss a couple games um, and he had to retrain his eyes. I don't know if he was having issues tracking the puck, but he did miss some time uh, with some issue with his eyes. I would like to assume that the Capitals looked at his medicals and gave him the green light, but ultimately I think it was just a great move. I don't think that Brian McClellan could have done anything any better. When I'm asked to play or told to play, I love playing the game. I'll play as many games as they want me to. I just love being in the net and having fun out there, Kemper said. For me, it's not a set number of games. It's just whatever I'm called or called upon to do. And uh, right away, a guy that has a really great attitude. And uh, I think, you know, like I say, it was such a problem this last season in net. And Brian McClellan addressed it and, uh, you know, picked up Darcy Kemper and also his backup. Let's talk about Charlie Lindgren. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've heard his name a couple times, but um, not too often. He's not a household name, shall we say. But uh, I think that the Capitals picking him up uh, was a good move. I think that, you know, there may be a battle in net this fall come, you know, with uh, Zach Fucale. Um, But I would ultimately say, you know, just from looking at all everything, I mean, they signed Charlie to this uh, big deal. I would like to think that uh, he is going to be the backup. How many games he ultimately ends up playing, I guess, remains to be seen. Um, in this article here, they were saying it would be easy to bring the 28-year-old uh, vet to Washington as a club faced competition from quite a few other clubs with interest. He is coming off a standout season that saw him go 5-0-0 with a .958 save percentage and a 1.22 goals against with the St. Louis Blues while also dominating with a .925 save percentage good for second in the AHL with the Springfield Thunderbirds. So McClellan offered him a competitive deal and it paid off as he inked a three-year, $3.3 million deal to join the Washington Capitals as a backup. So good, a good story for Charlie as well, a guy that put his time in in the AHL and he got his payday. You know, he's going to be a millionaire now. So good for those guys that put their time in. But ultimately what it's all about is helping the Washington Capitals and mission accomplished as they picked up a really great player in uh, Charlie Lindgren and Darcy Kemper, solidifying the goalie uh, uh, department for the Washington Capitals for the foreseeable future, for quite a a few years in the future here. So really a great move for the Caps. And I, I ultimately don't think that they could have done anything better. There were some other names out there. There were links with Allen. Um, I think that, you know, maybe Gibson would have been a good option, but what would the Capitals, that would have involved a trade. What would the Capitals have had to give up? Um, 
to get him. And that's the biggest uh, worrisome part to me is the part that you have to give up. You know, it's all about getting these players, but at the end of the day, you don't want to end up gutting uh, your system to get this player. All right. So after the break here, I covered the net mining position. Let's fan out a little bit and talk about some of the more uh, departments of uh, positions in the for the Washington Capitals and what they did there. We'll talk about that after the break. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. And you know, guys out there in this off season, sometimes put some money on one of these events. It makes it that much more interesting. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, welcome back to this edition of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. So a busy time for Bar- uh, Brian McClellan and the Washington Capitals as they go out and solidify these spots in the roster that were in need. And the biggest one is on the second line center. As we know, Nicholas Backstrom is set to miss a substantial amount of time with that hip resurfacing um, procedure that he had done. So, you know, uh, Mac didn't just sit back and go, you know, maybe I'm going to plug in one of these AHL players to fill Nick Backstrom's shoes. No, he went out there and he picked up a big name, one of the biggest names out there. He picked up Dylan Strom. Uh, the Capitals have signed the former Chicago Blackhawks center to a one-year deal worth $3.5 million. General Manager Brian McClellan announced Thursday. Strom, the third overall pick in the 2015 NHL draft, is coming off a strong year with the Chicago Blackhawks that saw him dish 22 goals and 26 assists in 69 games. He had a rough go of it to begin his NHL career with the Arizona Coyotes, but seemed to find his game with the Hawks. Back in the 18-19 season, the 25-year-old had a 51-point season followed by a 38-point campaign in 58 games in COVID-19 shortened 19-20 season, which would put him on pace for 53 points in the full 82-game season. He had down a down year and inconsistency in 20 and 21, but bounced back the season with a new career high in goals and just a really solid move for the Caps. Um, you know, as they say it, like I was talking about there, that they had to fill a spot, second line center. They went out and they got Strom, a big name out there. The six foot three, 200 pound center still has a lot to bring to the table. He has a good playmaking ability, a high hockey IQ and a strong shot. He has work to do, but when it comes to his skating and he needs to work on his two way play while finding consistency. So the question now that begs to be asked is who is going to end up getting that second line center job? Now on paper, it seems like it would be Strom that would be fighting for that job, but there are also some bigger names out there as well in the form of Lars Eller and Connor McMichael. Connor McMichael was due for his breakout season this year, but the question remains is that would Nick Backstrom, would he, or excuse me, would Connor McMichael have been up to filling Nick Backstrom's shoes? Those are some big shoes to fill. And, uh, you know, I think that Connor McMichael's got to kind of slowly 
work his way into this team because he's still not a proven commodity yet. He is a high draft pick and uh, he did play well in the bears. And in his brief stint in the games that he did play with the Washington capitals this past season, I think overall he played well, but now there's a lot of questions out there uh, that remain to be answered as to who uh, and where is going to fill in that second line center. We hope uh, that Nick Backstrom is able to come back at some point next season. But at this point, we don't know for sure. The Capitals weren't done there. The Capitals also signed Henrik Borgstrom to a two, uh, excuse me, to a one-year two-way deal. Kind of a depth move, I guess I would say. Washington has signed forward Henrik Borgstrom, according to Puckpedia. It's a one-year two-way deal that pays $750,000 at the NHL level and $400,000 at the AHL level. The Blackhawks bought out uh, Borgstrom's contract on Monday. Borgstrom played in 52 games for Chicago in the 21-22 season, dishing four goals and three assists. He has 13 goals and 13 assists through 110 career NHL games. And, uh, you know, again, like I say, a little bit of depth goes in there. But they weren't done yet either. They picked up Connor Brown, who is a guy I think that is going to slot in for Tom Wilson's job. I think that that's where he fits in there. So that's what I'm talking about. What Brian McClellan did is he looked and he saw all the needs that this team had and he addressed most every, all of them. I don't think that he's done yet. I would still like to see a new deal for Connor Sheary. We'll see if that happens or not. Connor Brown is coming to the Nationals capital as the Washington Capitals have acquired the Ottawa Senators forward in exchange for their 2024 second round pick. The six foot 181 right wing is coming off a strong season where he led in 10 goals and 29 assists in 64 games. He has one year remaining on his contract that has a cap hit of 3.6 million. And, uh, you know, kind of an interesting move. It's going to be remains to be seen what happens when Tom Wilson comes back, because on paper, it looks like that was a move to to fill in for Tom Wilson because as we know Tom Wilson suffered that knee injury and is not slated to come back until December so that's why they picked him up they got him on a one-year deal and you know if he plays well great we'll hang on to him you know maybe sign him to a a longer deal at some point but if not he was a good band-aid shall we say uh, while Tom Wilson is out because you know Tom Wilson is a four-leaf clover you can't just plug and play him with anyone he brings a physical game plus he's a 20-plus goal scorer so A good move for the Washington Capitals. Brown is a versatile forward, writes Washington Hockey Now, who can play several different roles and be aggressive on the forecheck. He can also make plays, score goals, and put in up production. He plays the game with a lot of speed, has strong a strong shot, and makes smart passes and plays. And he's also not afraid to go hard in puck battles. And, you know, I wouldn't say that he is a clone of Tom Wilson. I mean, there's really no one like that, but a really great option at the right wing on the top line. The 28-year-old can also play key roles on special teams, make smart passes, and log time on the power play and penalty kill. Last season, Brown led all Senators forwards in shorthanded ice time per game and also averaged over two minutes per game on the man advantage. So just a really solid Uh, pickup for the Washington Capitals. Uh, The deal is a big win for the Caps, who have been very busy to open free agency to open the season. The Capitals will be without Nick Backstrom, Tom Wilson, and possibly Carl Hagelin, as uh, we all know, suffered that eye injury. Brown gives them another top six forward option and penalty killer. 
So it was a busy time for the Washington Capitals as they picked up Borgstrom, Gustafson, Kemper, Charlie Lindgren, and uh, they also uh, got Matt Irwin, a new deal as well. And Matt Irwin was kind of one of those unsung heroes of last season. You know, he didn't really complain. He understood his role. He understood that he was going to be a depth player and was fine with it. And you want to know something when called upon, he played admirably. You know, some of these guys that are bench warmers, I really hate to say bench warmers, but you know what I'm talking about. They, they When they finally get their ice time, they're a little rougher on the edges, but anytime Irwin was on the ice, he seemed to just mesh in well with the other players. He also helped play uh, in the practices before the games and stuff like that. So just a guy that's got, you know, a really good understanding of who he is. And, uh, you know, the Washington Capitals got some really great depth uh, in that position. So just some really good moves all around. All right. So after the break here, we're going to continue to talk about free agency and just a really great uh, free agency uh, season for the Washington Capitals as they addressed most every need uh, that they had in their lineup. All right, which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. All right, welcome back to this final segment of Locked On Capitals. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So we all talked about, you know, what players were picked up and where they slot in. But there's some other players out there we I didn't touch on yet that they also got a new deal to Marcus Johansson. And where does Joe Snively fit in for all of this? And uh, this is an article in The Athletic they were talking about. And Anthony Mantha is also another option uh, for that top line right wing. The Caps will be looking for Anthony Mantha to establish himself as a difference maker after an injury-disrupted 21-22 campaign. The big winger, who missed half the season due to shoulder injury that required surgery, had nine goals and 14 assists in 37 games. And just a player that was really kind of humming along and doing a good job uh, when he came back, he was on fire. I want to say it was around March that uh, he came back and just really lit it up out there. But there's some other players out there um, as well that are looking for their spot on this team. Uh, prospects Axel Janssen, Fialbi, and Joe Snively, meanwhile, figure to compete for a spot in the bottom six. Also for Brett Leeson, who can play both wings, and Alexi Protus who can also line up at center. So the big story will be, will Carl Hagelin be able to resume his career when he's healthy? And, uh, you know, that was that fourth line that saw so much production when it was Hagelin, Dowd, and Hathaway. It would re be really nice, if it's at all possible, uh, for Hagelin to come back. I mean, ultimately, his eye health and his overall health are of paramount importance, but uh, it would be really nice to see uh, Hagelin back out there. So with Nick Backstrom expected to miss some time, if not all of the regular season, undergoing hip resurfacing surgery last month, the Caps appeared to make a contingency plan, like I talked about with Dylan Strom, and a, just a great move. You know, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, we thought that uh, Brian McClellan was done, but he kept the big moves coming, and, uh, you know, just a really great move um, for, for, you know, Brian McClellan and the Caps as they, you know, they solidify these spots and they try to take care of these, uh, you know, these needs that they have. 
The defense for the Washington Capitals is going to be a bit interesting this next season as they picked up Eric Gustafson. Um, but there's also some players that were looking for their opportunity, most notably Lucas Johansson and Alex Alexiev. Uh, Alexiev, as we know, had that shoulder surgery and is due to miss four to five months. Is that going to derail his progress? Will he still have a spot on this Capitals team? I guess it depends on injury, of course, and the play of the players that are out there. Is Gustafson really going to step up? Is, you know, Lucas Johansson, is it going to be a battle between Lucas and Alex? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen, but it is fixing to be a really great training camp in the fall. The blue line will most reliably and consistent until the group trailed off a bit in the postseason. The top four led by Carlson, who finished fifth among defensemen with 71 points, returned unchanged. The biggest tweaks came in the form of departures of Justin Schultz, whom the Caps viewed as too costly for a third pair, inked a two-year deal with Seattle, and Kempney is an unrestricted free agent. And Justin Schultz, you know, giving credit where credit's due, he played okay with the Washington Capitals, but he really never jumped out at me as just this playmaker, as just this guy that was going to change the outcome of a game. They also signed Eric Gustafson. They signed him to a one-year $800,000 contract on Wednesday. Is expected to step up into Schultz's spot on the third pair, which puts Van Riemsdyk on his natural side. It's also worth noting that the third pair now counts only $1.75 million against the cap. Uh, they also have Matt Irwin and Lucas Johansson as oper- you know, options for the Capitals. But the big storyline, as they talk about in this article, how good can Faravari be? He led all rookie defensemen in, in goals eight and hits 251 and was a top 10 in block shots. So, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see where they all slot in. And, uh, you know, just all the big moves that are out there, they're talking about the projecting opening night lineup. It uh, looks like an, uh, on the top line, Ovi, Kuzi, and Connor Brown. Second line, Mantha, Strom, and Oshie. Third line, Marcus Johansson. And then it's going to either be McMichael or Eller. And then on the right wing, Connor Sheary. And then on the fourth line, Axel, Janssen, Fialdi, Nick Dowd, and Garnet Hathaway. And I do like that uh, Axel Janssen Fialbe filling in for Hagelin. Um, I do think that if he does not come back, I think that that is going to be a really great uh, fourth line for the Washington Capitals. Taking a look at the defense, Martin Faravari and Carlson remains unchanged on the top line, Orloff and Jensen on the second, and then Gustafson and Trevor Van Riemsdyk on the third pairing there. But, you know, I think that ultimately, you know, Gustafson is the guy that's penciled in right now. I do think that uh, it's kind of a fluid situation. I do think there's a possibility that uh, Lucas um, or Alex could take one of those spots uh, in the lineup there. But I don't think that they're going to do a whole lot of tweaking uh, when it comes to the defensive pairing there. So just taking a look at it there. There are some just some interesting options for the Capitals. You know, a lot of it's going to depend on injury. It's going to depend on Wilson's health. It's going to depend upon if Backstrom can come back. There's a lot of questions that remain to be answered out there. And uh, but I do expect this to be a Washington Capitals that is improved quite a bit over last season. I do expect them to make a strong push. That I know it's early. It's only July, but uh, I do see this Capitals team as being greatly improved over last season. They took care of the biggest problem that they had last year, which was a net. You pick up Kemper, you pick up Charlie Lindgren, 
I don't think you could ask for anything more. A plus again for Brian McClellan on that. Hats off to him. I just, I didn't, you know, I was speculated out there that they were going to get Kemper, but, you know, coming to fruition was really cool. Picking up Strom out there, picking up uh, Connor, picking up uh, Gustafson and all these players out there. Just a really big move out there. Um, like I say, the Connor Brown pickup was another big one that kind of came out of out of nowhere there for the Senators. Uh, a lot of the Senators fans and the players and the talking heads were kind of surprised that they moved on. But, you know, I think um, Ottawa is in the process of trying to pick up more draft picks. It seems like they're stockpiled, you know, quite a bit as it is. But I think that that is going to be a team on the rise. Um, if you take a look at the Ottawa Senators, the Debrinket thing, you know, um, uh, picking up uh, was a Cam Talbot. I think that they are poised uh, to be a really great team in the future. But getting it back to the Capitals here, I'm giving Brian McClellan A plus marks. You know, I spoke disparagingly of him this last season. And I think, you know, like I say, I want to go out of my way to give him credit as well. Um, because in, in day-to-day life, people don't do that. They're quick to cut you down, but they're not quick to give out applause when you do the right thing. And that's what I ultimately want to do in this situation is tell Brian McClellan and the rest of the Capitals, uh, Mahoney that did the was involved in the draft and everyone, just really a great job. And of course, Peter Laviolette, um, you know, and I'm really excited about this next season. I do think that the Capitals will will finish much better than they did last year. All right, thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. This is July, and it is kind of the dog days of hockey. And next week, we will we will be switching to only three shows a week. Uh, I want to say it's for the remainder of July and most of August. So locked on capitals three days a week starting next week. And, uh, you know, I'll have podcasts for you throughout all of the summer as we ramp up then after that to the start of the season. And that's going to be most exciting. But uh, I hope you guys continue to follow me along um, as I break down all the games and all the comings and goings on this team. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals. And I'll talk to you again tomorrow.